Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week I'm sitting down with my buddy Brian Wade. I know Brian from the DuckFeed.tv network and um, from our many communications on Twitter and playing video games together and just in generally having a good time on the internet. Brian's a really nice guy and I I really enjoyed sitting down with him and kind of learning about his history with the Soul series. Um, We do get a bit rambly in this one. Uh, We get off topic into some other games like... Monster, Monster Hunter and some other stuff, but I think it serves the episode well. Just remember, if you want to tell your story on this podcast, drop me a DM at DGUS Podcast or an email at DGUSPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Thing that i've heard about that like it, you want to be in the same room like drinking a beer or whatever. yeah absolutely and, like, i mean that's people, like and yeah, having but... that natural conversation and that because there's such a weird like lag with skype delay um we, we we deal with all this this all the time and dark insight like i listen back to episodes of dark insight and it feels like there's like cavernous silence between people talking and i'm like that wasn't the way it sounded when we were recording like i just had to wait for somebody to talk (laughs) (laughs) right it's like it's like you like make the joke and then you just like do the freeze frame where you like do the open mouth smile waiting for someone to to laugh at your joke exactly yeah you're just like uh is someone gonna is someone gonna do the thing um but and then no one does and then you just feel like an asshole And then you feel like a total asshole, which describes my first guest appearance on Bonfire Side Chat to a fucking T. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were fine in it. It was fine. Did you uh did you listen to that show? Like did you find that show after you found Dark Souls or did you find it like concurrently or how did you come across that? Uh so that I, I had found I, I had been listening to Duckfeed from I guess the beginning of Watch Out for Fireballs because I was already into a lot of the gaming podcasts and stuff. So I was, uh, you know, I was in the thread on something awful and Gary and Cole started posting about how they were doing this, this new retro games podcast. And that's, you know, I've always been a fan of, of retro games. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna check this out. And, you know, from the very first episode, like, obviously there were some first episode jitters, but like that, I mean, from the very first episode, I was like, man, these guys are great. Like, I need to listen to more of their stuff. And from there, I've just always been like with duck feed. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it seemed like you were when I started getting into them with the with when when I got way into bon, when I w- got way into Dark Souls and they got way into Bonfire Side Chat shortly afterwards. Um, like you were just kind of a presence, like you were a known figure. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's funny because like I don't really contribute anything to that to that network beyond just like donating to the Patreon and like being friends with the guys. But it's like I they bring me up all the time, and it's just so funny to me. <laughs> It's like, I mean, like, I just apparently I've made some sort of impact on them just by being me that I just like get mentioned when they're talking about who's going to get whose skull when they die. Nice. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> the fact that the fact that they name checked my wife in that <laughs> was, yeah, was that pretty was, hilarious. That was very good. I mean, I mean, Gary, that, that, that's a joke that Gary and I have made like going way back, because obviously, as as you know, uh, he and I are both pretty big, you know, skeleton fans. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the whole joke of getting someone's skull when they die, and I've 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 you know expanded that out and just asked many people if I can have their skull if they die before me, because I like the idea of having like a set of skull goblets that I can drink out okay. of. Okay, sure, yeah, absolutely. It <laughs> seems like the specific kind of dumb thing that I would be into. That's perfectly normal, Brian. Don't have, don't <laughs> let anybody tell you anything different. That's perfectly I'm, normal. yeah. I'm, I'm a very normal person. What can I say? <laughs> let me just remind you that you invited me to be on this podcast that's that is true i did invite you in fact i invited you before gary and cole which i'm not yeah. regretting very very much so for some <laughs> yeah that seems like a mistake <laughs> i guess you gotta start small before you get the big fish so um actually i kind of wanted the show to be about small fish not to say that like you are a small fish or anything but like 
I think you could I, probably okay, go back okay, to Jeremy, you can call me a small hundreds fish. of hours. <laughs> yeah, right. The hundreds of hours of Gary and Cole's like you know Dark Souls podcast and get their opinions on Dark Souls. I kind of get their story and um, right. And I'm, I'm gonna have them on the show too, but I wanted to get like people that don't usually like you said you don't usually contribute like they don't usually put this stuff out on the internet and i've kind of yeah, yeah, find yeah. those people's inter- their stories interesting so i do I, I've, I've actually been meaning to talk to gary and cole about this because i think it'd be a really cool like thing for them to do at some point is to go back and comb through like the old like standard of the dope tree and wrote on me this and the old like watch out for fireballs exosodes and stuff where they just like talked about dark souls before they finally made a podcast and just kind of like stitch that together into one thing so they can kind of kind of like show like people like you know here this is this is what led to bonfire side chat like this is why yeah. we are where we are today well i think uh there was one episode didn't cole pull out the audio from one of the level episodes yeah i think he did yeah like he pulled out like from the very first time he talked about it where you just like just ragging on it completely <laughs> where he was like yeah this game is bullshit it's way too hard like fuck this game so did you follow them into dark souls or were you kind of way into dark souls and then they started the podcast and you're like fuck it hey this is gonna this is rad uh so i i kind of followed them into dark souls so kind of what happened for like i guess my my soul's origin story i guess is what we're here to talk about so um what so I have this tendency, or I did, I guess I don't much anymore, to just, like, go to a store, and it was, especially when I was on, like, the the night shift at work, I would get off of work, or I would, you know, have the weekend off, and I would be up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and this is, uh, you know, like, before before downloading games was, like, the thing I did all the time, so I was just, like, I was at a mire, which is, like... I don't know if you... What the fuck is a Meijer? <laughs> a Meijer is, like, halfway between a Walmart and a Target. It's, like, that mid-level, like, kind of shitty department. Like, it's it, it's better than a Walmart, but worse than a Target, I guess. So is it is it good people and shitty product, or is it shitty people and good product? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would describe it more as shitty people and good product. Okay, there you go. Good. So I was, at a, I was at a Meijer in, what, 2009 when Demon's Souls came out? Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at the video game sections. It was like three in the morning. I was, you know, awake because that was a thing that I did then. Um, and I'm looking at these games and I'm like, oh, this Demon Souls game looks pretty cool. I'm here. I am with my like I, I might have had, I think by 2009, I probably had like the first like ver- uh, uh, Motorola droid maybe phone. And so I looked okay. it up and it was like, oh, this this it's just it's like cool, you know, like fantasy RP- action RPG. And I was like, OK, well, I mean, I'll, I'll pick it up and I'll check it out whatever. So. Uh, so it, it, that, that was kind of how I bought games at the time. I wasn't really like, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like in a spot where I didn't play a lot of video games. Like I, I I guess I was just like in a mid, it, 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 you have that happen sometimes, right? Where like, you just aren't that interested in playing most games. Oh yeah. Like Uh, where you go through a phase and like, you just don't care about turning on like a console or anything. Like you're watching movies or you're doing other shit. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I was probably watching a lot of scrubs at the time because that's a thing I still do. Um, but so essentially what it like, it, I, I would buy like a million different games and like play them and try them out and be like, okay, well this is fine, whatever. Like I'm not going to play this. And so I put Demon Souls in my PS3 and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this sweet new, sweet new RPG. Got to, uh, one, one played it for a little while and I was like, okay, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like it's way too hard. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's whatever. Like. And then throughout the throughout the years, like up to Dark Souls coming out, I'd heard I'd heard people talk about it here and there, and I was like, you know, I just didn't really get it. Like, I never really went back to it. And then when Dark Souls came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. I bought Dark Souls on PS3. Um, got to maybe the Undead Parish, and the same thing kind of happened. Like, I was just like not. I was totally totally bounced off of it. What kind of games like were you playing around that time? Like, I, you know, I honestly couldn't RPGs really just, say. Like yeah. nothing major. Like I, like I said, like at the time, like up and up to. I mean, I guess <laughs> embarrassingly, uh, Skyrim. Uh, I played a lot of Skyrim about when Dark when, when Dark Souls came out. Um, so let's not ever talk about that again because I don't like Skyrim very much anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm the, I'm opposite because I got. Uh, I was trying to get off of Souls. I needed like Souls methadone. 
So I picked up uh, Skyrim thinking like, okay, I just need something to play that doesn't have souls in the title. <laughs> and like immediately, I don't think I got past the first combat section. I was like, nope, this is garbage. I hate yep. this. I'm going to go play Dark Souls. Yep. It's it's not good. Um, I mean, like it's it's good for different reasons, I guess, but it's not, it's not the kind of thing that I want my video games to be. Um, yeah. So, so then uh, Dark Souls, Artorias of the Abyss comes out, the, uh, the prepared to die edition comes out on PC in what, like mid or late, Latest 2012. That was like what September of 2012. Yeah, it was like fall of 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the uh, you know the, the group of internet dudes that I that I kind of hung out with, like they were all super stoked about Dark Souls coming out on PC because either they had played it on console and wanted to play it again, or they only had PCs and really wanted to play it because it was it wasn't quite the phenomenon it is at this point, but it was really building to that point at that by that point. So. uh I, I I picked it up again on PC. So this is this is now the third time that I've picked up a Souls game. Uh, played played two about the same point and kind of put it down. But around the same time was when Gary and Cole were really kind of rolling into their uh, talking about Souls all the time thing. And I I you know like I think I probably make it pretty obvious that I like really respect those dudes and I like their opinions. And so I, you know, I was just like, whatever, like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a real shot. Like, I'm going to keep pushing. And I don't even remember where I was when it clicked. Like, it must have been like the depths was for some reason where it just like really clicked for me. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, this game is fucking incredible. Uh, So at that point, like from there, I've played like 600 hours of Dark Souls, like 400 hours of Dark Souls 2. Uh, way too much of the other games and is this the first uh podcast that you're recording uh in for this uh this series i guess uh in a post dark souls 3 world no i've done this is like the fourth or fifth okay okay <laughs> yeah so I'd, i i obviously i'm not going to talk too much about dark souls 3 because well, actually you, you can kind of feel free um i'll spoiler tag anything we get to okay. into too detailed but this is going to come out probably like in two months oh, okay so, like, right. by that point like so I by that by that point everybody's played it yeah, yeah but like i mean you don't want to tell everybody that gwen is the last boss but... right yeah i mean <laughs> you, you make that joke but you know <laughs> uh yeah that's uh that's a lot of hours of dark souls like it, when it got your got its hooks into you it really got it yeah into and it was I mean, it was the game that did that to me. Like, I played 40 hours of Skyrim, and I was kind of done with it. Like, I I don't really play a lot of games that much, but it's kind of funny that, like, Dark Souls has led into, like, certain games really getting their hooks into me for a long time. Uh, so, like, of course, Dark Souls, but then it also led to me, like, giving Monster Hunter a second chance, and now, like, that's one of my favorite games. Um, say that name again uh, monster like, hunter oh monster hunter yeah, yeah. You, you tried to get me into monster hunter for a i while. did I've, I've tried to get a lot of people into monster hunter uh, to the I, point where i actually bought it <laughs> i sent it. gary a copy like i want <laughs> people to play monster hunter with me <laughs> but like i get uh, it like i really get like why people why it's hard for people to get into i was listening to the giant bombcast today and uh <clears throat> one of the guys on there whose name i can never remember it's not one of the it's one of the usual guys, but I never remember his name. Anyway, he was talking about um, seeing, I guess, a new Monster Hunter that's coming down the line. And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, and it's the like, Generations that's coming out this, this summer. Yeah, and he was like, and there's, there's like four new areas. And I'm like, there's, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> uh, so I'm sure he did a really poor job of explaining it because this is the Bombcast. Yeah, what up, Bombcast? Coming for your sneeze. <laughs> um, but the, the, the whole point, like, it's called Monster Hunter Generations, right? And it was called Monster Hunter Cross in, uh, in Japan. And what, like the, the whole point of that, of that, ge- that specific game is that it's like bringing, it's the greatest hits version essentially of the monster hunter series. Like they're, they're bringing everything into the newest engine and they're updating a lot of stuff and they're like, they've got these, these new weapon arts so you can do like different, uh, attacks with your weapons. Um, so like you, you basically choose, like you can either be like the more aggressive guy or you can be like the more supporty guy or whatever. Like you, you have a little bit more to your build than just the the easiest, easiest way to describe monster hunter is that your weapon is your character. So Mm -hmm. like you, Mm -hmm. 
you, you choose a weapon and that's your build, right? Like that's that's who you play as. But and so there are like you build around that weapon, right? Like exactly. all the gear and stuff you get goes to kind of support that. From yeah. what I understand. Um, so it's basically turning each weapon into four weapons. In a way, That's like a in that each each uh, each new weapon art is like different enough that you can you can play it. You you can play like say sword and shield with one. Um, my screen just went okay. Never mind. You can play sword and shield with with like the bushido style a completely different way than you'd play it with like the aerial style. Yeah. Is there a is there any other is there any other games besides Monster Hunter that did you kind of feel like Dark Souls contributed to? In other words, like kind of that for not forced you, and that's not what I'm looking <laughs> for, but kind of like you would you were more open to because of your Dark Souls experience. Uh, yeah, you know, weirdly, uh, this is a completely different game, and it, I honestly I don't know what it is about it that makes me think of this, but like kind of like the Muso series, like Chiral Warriors specifically, like I never would have been into that game before I played Dark Souls, but something about like just the way it plays, like it's totally different. Like those two games have almost nothing in common, right? Tell me about it. Because <laughs> you don't like the you don't like the Muso series at all. Well, I, I it's not that I dislike them. Like I remember playing them back in the day and I didn't actively like hate on them or anything. Um I just thought that they were like, uh, you know, that's it's fun. It's kind of mindless, like whatever. And um but I started seeing all this stuff with the Hyrule Warriors and I'm a big Zelda guy. Um which is not something a 35-year-old man should say, but hey, here we are. <laughs> uh, and the, it just started working on me, right? Like, I started getting really kind of into what they were showing, and then I bought it, and I did that impulse thing where you just buy it on the store, and it downloads to your Wii U, and then yeah. I deleted it when... Um, what came out that I had to download? I think Hyrule... Not Hyrule. Uh, Wind Waker came out, and I was okay, like, oh, yeah. I'm out of space. Buy a game I don't care about. And <laughs> So, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you why I think of that. But like, I was never really into those games until after Souls, and I think that Souls has something to do with that. Yeah, six hundred hours into Dark Souls One, um, was that strictly doing builds and PVE stuff, or did you get into PvP as well? Uh, no, I got real deep into PvP. That's almost like I, I'm going to say that four hundred and fifty of those hours are PvP. Yeah. So, like, were you strictly invading, gravelording? Like, tell me about your PvP experience. Uh, so it was almost almost exclusively invading. So my first my first character in Dark Souls uh, was the pretty standard, like, kind of like what I think most people's first character in those games tend to be, which was, like, I found a big sword, I found a big shield, I started as the Pyromancer because that's what everybody told me to play as, and, like, I threw fireballs and I hid behind a shield and swung a sword at guys. Uh, but from there, like, after I beat the game the first time, I was, like, voracious. Like, I had to play it again. So I started another character and went uh, went Dex Intelligence uh, with the Balder Side Sword because that's the best sword that's ever been in any video game ever, I think. Yeah, um, it's a pretty fucking good sword. It's a pretty fucking good sword. <laughs> um, and so got made, like, a, a legit PvP build and got to, like, level 100 and just hung out in Ulysseal and just invaded and got invaded for hours and hours and that kind of rolled into other builds like i would just build other characters like with specific goals in mind like i would like i made i did a soul level one character and i ran through the game with that just so i can invade new people because i'm a monster and i did like my that doesn't doesn't make you a monster like i mean it's soul (laughs) level one man i am tired of people putting down one bros it seems like uh, it seems like it seems like even from like it doesn't want you to do this stuff, and I'm like, you know, at soul level one, you're invading in the, you know, the burg or whatever. The chances of you getting an actual new person are like zero, like one out of ten, maybe. Like you're usually going to be finding somebody that's way overgeared and can kill you in one shot. I, I, I guess, but like I, I feel like I got quite a few new people, and I, you know, honestly, <laughs> even still, like in the lead up to Dark Souls three, I was, you know, starting to feel the Souls fever again. So I booted up, booted up Dark Souls one, and my my SL one character still hanging out there. And so I uh, I did some invading in the Burg and the Parish, and there are still new people playing that game, which is heartening. But I'm always a little bit worried that me uh, me invading them at this point, they're just gonna put the game down and be like, "Fuck this!" There's too many assholes that play this game. Like I'm not gonna play it ever. 
I've got a uh, I've got a gif of Patrick Klepek literally turning off the network connection <laughs> on his PS3 because some dude kept invading him and, and uh, Demon Soul. Yeah, that was that was that was a pretty outstanding uh, video series that he did there. Uh, yeah, that was great. Oh man, I know I know like three people who have told me like, oh yeah, man, I was really trying to get in there and invade him. And I'm like, <laughs> people yeah, love that's uh, night, man. Uh, John from the Slack, uh, Colbert, I think is his last name. Um, yeah. He was streaming his uh, his first Dark Souls one playthrough recently, and he's playing on PC. Uh, and he was in the Berg, and I convinced him to go human for some reason or another. Uh, and while he was streaming, I had booted up my copy of the game and was desperately trying to invade him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted nothing more than to show up in his stream and just own him. Oh, that's great. He was but, uh, on the show um, a couple episodes back. Okay. I, don't, I don't know exactly how the order is going to be, yeah. but um, like, I don't know if you if you get a chance sometime, go watch his highlight where he made it through the Orlando Archers. Yeah, for the first time, because it's the, the relief in his voice as he finally <laughs> gets past it, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, it's a thank God. Yeah, it's, it's a moment for sure." Oh man, I would have loved to seen someone invade him though. That would be great. Oh my god, I was I was just like desperately spamming my red eye orb, just going, please, 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 please let me invade him. I invaded a couple other people, but I never hit him before he died. So yeah, well, you know, you tried to see. <laughs> I mean, I was just like um, I was playing the total like like the the nice guy invader, where I was going, oh, you should totally go human. Like you, you can maybe summon some people to help out because he was struggling, you know, because he was early on. Yeah. He went but, through that game surprisingly fast compared yeah, to what yeah, I did, really did. The first run. And I know he had like some Bloodborne experience. Like I yeah. didn't, I didn't have that. So like I was, that was my first Souls game. Did yeah. you go backwards after Dark Souls One? Did you like uh, get yes. so much into PvP and you were like, I need to go play Demons now? <laughs> so actually, I, I've only played Demons once, and uh, I it's honestly the game in the series that I have the least experience with, which I I recognize as a huge mistake. But the idea of hooking my PS3 back up at this point is so daunting. That I just haven't bothered yeah. at this point. Yeah, I, I I have mine hooked up, and um, like I booted demons up and played it, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna shut this off and never turn it on again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything about it is so fucking slow. Oh not, my not God. demons, but uh, like the system itself. Like it just yeah. feels cumbersome. To right, right. And, yeah, we're, we're we're spoiled children now. With we really are. It's PCs. true. Yeah, because I like I we kept hearing those rumors in the lead up to uh, to Dark Souls three. That uh, From was going to announce that they were doing like a, a Demon Souls remaster as well, and I was just like, I had my fingers were like crossed harder than any two fingers have ever been crossed before. I think. Oh yeah. That yeah. that would happen a, because a, a Demons and Dark One remaster yeah. on PS4 would make yeah. that PS4 basically my yep. Make sure I have a new version of that console <laughs> at all times exactly. for the rest of my life. Like, because that would be that would be the five games, right? You yep. have all five of them in one system. Yeah, exactly. And that would I mean that would be I mean that's all I need. So I'm good. I mean, yeah, maybe, that's it. I don't. <laughs> maybe we're lucky they'll play Forward Lords of the Fallen too. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you could. And hey, and Salt and Sanctuary. Don't oh yeah, everybody's one. everybody's favorite Dark Souls game. Oh man, and I played that uh, Neo demo just a little while ago. That's... <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I just had that that hot take on Twitter <sighs> about it. Yeah, it's not. I wasn't. <laughs> impressed. Um, so, sounds like I shouldn't shouldn't bother downloading it. I mean, it's free and it's timed. So, like, if you want to try it out, like, this week is the time. Uh, but, okay. like, well, it, maybe I will. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, like, I have a fresh new Dark Souls game that I'm playing. Right. Like, exactly. Why do I want to play like this shitty clone? Like yeah. that, that that would have been weeks ago where I might have actually given that an hour <laughs> of my time. But now I'm like, uh, no. But it's know. like, why would I play this when I have I have dark I have all of Dark Souls three right here. What was your uh, What was your best PvP moment in Dark Souls one? Oh uh, gosh, I'm. <sighs> You know, honestly, like I, a lot of the PvP stuff, like I guess my best invasion moments, are, you know, it's pretty standard. Like I killed a gank squad, or like mm-hmm. I, I I beat a guy that was like way like that it was like max level or whatever. Um, but I think the most fun I had in Dark Souls One PvP was honestly like invading people in Anor Orlando and like if they were clearly new, like kind of like leading them through the level. Mm-hmm. Because like it was a lot of fun to like watch people like go from, like, not trusting you at all because you had invaded their world to being like, oh, like, this guy's actually kind of trying to help me out a little bit. And so it was fun to do, like, the, you know, like, the the stair skip and jump down and, like, open up that shortcut for them super early. 
and yeah, like yeah. see so they how excited they the got. And then and then you know of course yeah. backstab them as they try to go through the boss door. Exactly. That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> Sounds like you absolutely did. Yeah. It's weird that From has, seems to have like adopted that whole thing with Dark Souls Three and this Mound Makers, where you're, you can literally be summoned as a friendly kill mobs and then also aggro with the host, which I find very very interesting. Yeah, I'm really interested like, in that. I mean, obviously, I, I missed that covenant my first time through. Like, uh, I think probably most people did uh, because the way he I did missed it that is insane. Area. Like that that whole section of the settlement, like I just totally missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to tell you to go back and find the the pyromancer guy, right? So yeah, the pyromancer guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I'm really excited for the future of that covenant specifically because I think there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff that comes out of that. Have you uh, were you you said you had 400 hours into Dark Souls too, and I'm just gonna assume that that was um probably quite a bit of pvp as well right like you probably yeah like pve builds for that i i ranked up to rank three in the red covenant what uh <laughs> i, I do not believe Dark Souls you. you you use cheat engine to give yourself <laughs> rank three like uh, if, if there was a way i could prove it to you i would um christ but for yeah people I, out there that don't know like the 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 ranking system in the Blood Bros and Dark Souls 2 is fucking ridiculous. Not only do you have to get um, 500 wins, but if I remember correctly, and I, I know this is true on release, I'm not sure if this was ever changed, but on release, you had to get 500 wins, more wins than losses. Yeah, you had to be so 500 like wins to play, above 500, basically. Yeah, like if you lost 500 times, then you had to win a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. And worse, they didn't add. The total your total wins between like red orb invasions and your arena invasions. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it was these were counted separately. Yep, I, I spent so a lot of time standing in front of those statues waiting to be summoned in to, to fight people in the arena. Man, I spent a lot of time doing that too, and that was back when uh, Dark Fog was like an instant poison proc with that snake. <laughs> yeah, and that was all I did. Um, and it was fucking hilarious. But yeah, that's I never I got to rank two, and I think I eventually just gave up because you couldn't track it. Like you would get so far into it, and you just I was like I have no idea. I could be one more win closer. I could be a hundred more wins. I have no idea. Right. Uh, once I hit rank two, I kind of just tracked it from there. I kind of just like kept track of my wins and losses from there. Smart. So I could I could kind of see where I was. But I mean, the other thing about like the arena is that it tries to match you, or at least at the t- time that I was playing it. It uh, it tried to match you with people close to your soul memory or whatever, but if it couldn't find anybody, it would just kind of match you with anybody. So, it, the pro move was just to you know level up your character super super high and just kind of own people. So, oh that's yeah, kind of yeah, what I did. That was my experience with the arena: as, as invading like level four hundred dudes and full havel, and you know, <laughs> yeah, full havel with the smelter hat. Yeah, everybody's yeah. favorite build. Oh, fucking Avalon. Oh my god, that thing was so good before fucking they nerfed Dark Souls it. Too, I swear to god. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I, not as down on Dark Souls 2 as a lot of people, but man, some of that PvP stuff was really annoying. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, my, my biggest frustration with Dark Souls 2 will forever be soul memory. Like, I think that they probably made a better decision with the way they're doing it in Dark Souls 3 with weapon, uh, your weapon upgrade weapon level, level. Yeah. Uh, being a deciding factor, but I don't know that it even that's even perfect. I mean, yeah, it's it seems like to me they got it perfect in Dark Souls one when you talk about invasion structures. Um, like, hey, if you want help, then you expose yourself to hurt. Yeah, and, yeah. but if you don't want any hurt or help, you can completely opt out of this stuff entirely. And it seemed like even if it was a little wonky with like, hey, a soul level one person could go back to an early area with a plus ten weapon and especially because they didn't really prevent item exchanges. So like it's, it was pretty easy in Dark Souls 1 to set up a mule character and just give yourself that shit without going through right. the game. Like some of that stuff was a little you know weird and not great, but like just to opt out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean that's <laughs> Yeah, that's always been my my I, I like I, I don't even know. I don't I, I was going to say that's been my biggest issue with people complaining about invasions, but like it's not even really an issue. It's just like I mean like the answer is right in front of you. Like just mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to get invaded if you don't want to, which you know was kind of lame in Dark Souls Two that you could get invaded as a hollow, and I know a lot of people complained about that, but like I also never got invaded as a hollow except in yeah. uh, until you went to the game plus or until you yeah. went to 
you know, somewhere else um, that was like an active PvP spot, like right. the like the Belfries. Yeah. Yeah, I, it just seemed like they were always trying to fix that problem of um, ooh, low level players killing the new people, and I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. don't just just don't think that it was that you know. Although um, I did meet a guy the other day, he was a customer of mine, and uh, we were talking video games, and it was like the day before Dark Souls Three was coming out, so it was like my last day at work for a week because <laughs> right, I took right. the whole week off, as you know, because yeah. me and you like hung yeah. out most of that week exactly. Um, but he told me that, like he had tried playing. I think it was I think it was either one or two, and he was like, "Man, some and some motherfucker came in my game, and I it was laggy, and I I didn't like that, and I just I just turned it off." So <laughs> so maybe I am just talking out of my ass. Like maybe it does actually prevent people from playing the games. Yeah, so. I feel like there are definitely some people that it probably does. I mean, like I know people that like will just you know turn on cheat engine when someone invades their world and not even it, it not even to win, not even to fight them, but just to keep the the invader from keep from killing them see that's you know, just which is it, whatever like like if you don't want to be invaded then don't be invaded like just play offline or don't summon people like it's not that yeah, hard just don't be human like there's no punishment for it whatsoever <laughs> except you look like a hot dog like, right that's, that's it <laughs> which is a lame only punishment, punishment to be sure yeah and I, but i mean if you're the kind of if you're the kind of video game nerd that really cares about that shit then you deserve to be invaded in the first place <laughs> yeah true i mean I, I do deserve to be invaded a lot for making my beautiful beautiful princesses so Hey, hey, man! I'm I spend way too much time on a character creator. Like, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I think most of us probably do. Like I just it's, have to it's, very carefully slide these knobs around. <laughs> it's very funny to to like get summoned into somebody's world or get invaded or whatever, and you see someone just using like a, one of the default faces. It's like, man, how I'm just so different from you. Like, yeah, what are, what are you even doing? Like, what, what? Why are you playing this game if you're not playing it for for Pretty Princess Dress Up? I mean, you have to you have to dress your character up. I've always, I've already seen some like late game armor and shit in Dark Souls Three that I'm like, where the fuck did you get that? I want it right now. Yeah, I got There's the so uh, much stuff in there. I got the armor from the optional boss uh, in Dark Souls Three, and the headpiece is that for the that. weird headset. Yeah, the the headpiece for that with the uh, with the hair is yes. so good. Yes. <laughs> like, I love it so, so much. Good. Yeah. I'm already uh I'm already like helping people drop items to their low level alts just to oh, yeah. burn up some karma so that I, they can do it for me when I'm ready. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's definitely one of the items I'm looking at. Like, yeah, <laughs> having that in the undead settlement at level thirty would be pretty. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> some guy invades you and they're just like, oh shit! Like, what is this guy oh, doing? Fuck, what is this? <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Um, I mean, you know, talking about cheat engine, I was I've been avoiding something awful for specific. Most something awful in general, but the soul starts specifically lately. Yeah. And um I went back and like looked at the last couple of pages and like literally on the last page some dude was they were talking about being soft banned and Dark Souls three for using Cheat Engine. Yeah. And this guy said, Well, you know, last night or no, when the game first came out, I used Cheat Engine to kill several bosses so I didn't have to fight them and I haven't been soft banned and I'm like, You you did what? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you uh, playing the game? It, it, yeah, just it just doesn't make sense. Give yourself the chivos or whatever yeah. you want. I don't know. Like, like I, 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 I'm not gonna say that I've never used Cheat Engine for Dark Souls, but like it was to prevent me from having to grind for a PvP character. Oh, dude, I am, I am. It's well on record that I have used Save Mules on 360. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't, I, think I, I, I don't think that's a big deal. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people probably do. That like, I mean, it it, it kind of depends on how you use them. Like, if you're the kind of asshole that eats divine blessings in PvP, right, like just yeah. chows down on them and just yeah. gives yourself ninety nine of them, that's that's kind of an asshole thing to do. But to make like a legit PvP character and to go to invading where you're not, you know, fucking people up that much, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, like I made I made a silly gimmick, uh, it's sorcery invader that like at level thirty that it just hung out in sins and and was a jerk to people and generally. Yeah. Um, but I I mean like I, I didn't play through and get all my stats and all the gear perfectly for that i was just like whatever i'm just gonna make this character and run to sins and i'll be fine oh absolutely like most of my most of the builds that are on my youtube like the karmic justice build and yeah. uh, fat tarkas all that stuff was just like a pvp mule that you know right they're both relatively low level and you know they don't do they're both real dumb yeah <laughs> like, they're, they're just, dumb, they're just dumb gimmicks yeah like running around in sins with uh as as the uh the silver knight statue is like one of the funniest things that I've ever, that you can do in that game, I think. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Especially get caught on that swing and guillotine, and you can just <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love like landing on the like you know you can land on the guillotine as it's swinging back and forth. Like so you're just kind of riding it back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like sitting on that as one of those statues is so funny, and just like watching people walk up to you and just be like, uh. For all that people talk and uh, and that all that Namco leans into the Dark Souls is so hard difficulty kind of stuff. Like it's such a goofy and dumb game, and I, <laughs> I really think that most of the people that I respect, who, who whose opinions that I respect, kind of like Dark Souls for the for the goofiness, right? Yeah, I mean it's a very funny game. Like, and I know like uh, we've talked about how how funny Dark Souls Three is specifically. But, like, the whole series has just had a bunch of goofy shit like that. Like, I mean, like, you look at, like, the basilisks in the first game. Like, those are super goofy looking, and they're cool because they're goofy looking and secretly sinister. Yeah. With their their creepy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Their weird-ass eyes. Yeah. I get the uh, I get the impression in talking to you that you're not like a huge Bloodborne guy. Is that true, or is that uh, just something that I that's something I've picked, or something I'm just like hearing, and not it's not actually there? No, yeah, it, it actually is kind of true. Like I I like Bloodborne well enough, but I never played the DLC. Like I've just like watched other people play it and never actually gone through it myself, which is the only bit of Souls content that I've never played. Uh, but I don't, you know, and I, I I honestly can't super quantify what I think. I don't like about Bloodborne so much, except for the thing that everybody says is that there's no build variety. Like I just like got bored, like being the same guy all the time. Yeah. Because for me, it was uh, the, the initial drop off was to totally because of PVP. I yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the I, PVP scene is super lame in that lame in that game. So that was also part of it. Know, for me. The, the, the first fight I had, I was like, Oh man, this is going to be great. This is visceral and fast. And, and, and then it just turns and into there's just people backing stuff. off and, and healing. Yep. Yeah. And the lag made it almost impossible because you're supposed to be able to parry the heal, which I thought was really, well, really cool. Idea. Yeah. Like if you shoot someone when they're healing, you're like, you right. Get a repose. But yeah, I'd never, ever was able to pull that yeah. off. I, th- I think I did it once and I was like, okay, well, I mean like that was cool, but like, I know that's never going to happen again. So um, the, uh, yeah, the, um, part of, part of my issue with blood, like with the build variety and like, I'm obviously millions and millions of words have been spilt about this. So like, I'm probably not saying anything new, but my, my first character through every souls game past the first has always been a quality character because I like the idea of being able to just pick up whatever weapon I find and use it. And so not only do you not find as many weapons in bloodborne, but like, it doesn't really reward you for having like quality stats typically. No, not really. There's like, I mean, there's what the saw cleaver and the uh, Ludwig's holy sword, like, are the only two things that really reward quality weapons or quality stats. Of course, I mean, Ludwig's is like probably the arguably the best weapon in the game. Yeah, and I mean, like, the the long sword is like still my number one sword in most games. So like, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll use the long sword, like whatever. I lose you? You still there? Oh no, I'm sorry. I just, okay. I just kind of trailed off. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> that happens. Like you just start talking and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, like what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. It uh, it happened to me while I was working last night. Like oh, I'm good. in the middle of a uh, like doing a presentation in front of six dudes, one of which is wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. So that was. <laughs> oh awesome. no. And, uh, uh, yeah, literally, like I just—I think I think it was actually the hat. I saw it, and I just like my, my mind just blanked, and I was like, "This is a motherfucker right here!" And then just totally <laughs> blanked. I was like, "No wait, he's a—he's a potential customer. He could put food on my table." Right. So you have to be nice to uh, him, even though he's like the worst. Yeah, potentially very awful. Like, yeah. seem like a very nice fellow, but like most people like, seem like they're nice fellows, and then yeah. turn out to be really awful. I mean, and I mean, we don't—we don't need to get super political here on "Don't Give Up Skeleton," but like. I don't think that most people who support Trump are necessarily the worst. Like, they're just misguided, probably, in most cases. Yeah, I mean, most people aren't the worst people. Like, right. whether it be invaders in Dark Souls or Trump supporters. <laughs> like, they're not the worst. They just want to do bad things. Yeah, I mean, I would, <laughs> they don't understand what they want is wrong. I, I would argue that, that we one bros are the worst, though. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not going to back down from that. We're the worst. No sympathy at all for... Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. I must have just had a bad experiences with that, because uh, it seems like uh, 
like I've brought that point up a couple of times and it seems like people always kind of push back against it when I, when I bring it up. So it must be just me that didn't have very good luck with the soul level one evading, or maybe yeah. by that point I was just having so much fun doing other kinds of invasions. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 honestly, the more fun in dark souls one is the gimmick stuff anyway, especially like yeah, rather than oh. just like trying to go into new players games and own them because like, if you yeah. own a new player too many times, like he's not going to play further into the game, so you can't own him again later. So you got to—it's kind of a balancing act, right? Exactly. The, the whole game is about. See, it's just balanced so good. Like Dark yeah. Souls One's PvP system is so good. <laughs> and it's so weird. Like even if it doesn't work half the time, it's so yeah, weird. I, I always enjoyed like a couple times throughout the game. Like I guess, I guess this is one of my cool PvP stories. Going back to that. Is that a couple times, you know, I was doing a lot of like invading in the early areas, like I would invade a guy in Anne Orlando and kill him like two or three times in a row. And then I would put down my my summon sign, my white summon sign, and that same guy would summon me and I would help him kill Orange Sign and Smo. And that was just a super fun thing for me to do. Was like nice. I kill him a couple times and I'm like, okay, okay, like I'll be nice now and I'll help you proceed in, or prog- progress in the game. Which like it's fun for, I think, both of us, but it's also a little bit of a bummer for me because then that's one less rube for me to murder repeatedly. Yeah, but it's it's potentially one more invader to help you kill people yeah, in the forest. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which, which is what like, I was hoping. Once they realize that PvP yeah. is, isn't impossible. Right. I did that several times. I would There was always two situations that would play out. Like I'd be invading in an asshole place like uh, New Londo. Yeah. And then... Like, you would kill somebody, and they were obviously just woefully unprepared for it. Like they had no idea what was coming to them. And then immediately get a message. And, of course, with my background, thinking, oh, this dude's going to call me, like, some horrible shit on right. Xbox 360. But then it was just, like, this pleading, can you help me on the boss? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've, and I've definitely gotten that message more than once. <laughs> and you're, like, your heart just breaks. Like, you yeah. see one of those puppies that like, are about to die on Facebook. Right, buddy, like, oh, I'll no. help you. <laughs> and then... um. There was a couple of times, and this was this was a little bit more rare, but it was still very fun when it happened. Um, I would help someone out against Orsina and Smo, and then switch over to Dark Moons, and then get summoned back into their world because they had just. <laughs> it felt like I helped you get there, and now I'm fucking you up for doing the yep. thing that's obviously the internet told you to do. <laughs> so how dare you? Mm-hmm. It's always a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> I never really got uh, too into the Dark Moon in... stuff. Like, I, I wish I had done more of that when it was when it was hot. Oh man! For was... a very brief moment before the hackers took over the Book of the Guilty, I was in the top one hundred. Oh, that's amazing! The, yeah, I was. I was always yeah. an unrepentant red. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was fun. It was harder to get summoned, but there's something about like the guilty pay the price and <laughs> taking people's ears. Yeah. And, and man, have they leaned into that for Dark Souls 3. Yeah, like, you're not kidding. Like, everything is fucking somebody's body part. Yeah, you're taking ears and taking tongs. tongues, uh, vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife asked me, like, are you just going to take that whole dude's head or what? <laughs> <laughs> really fucking weird. Um, I need to play with it more, but when I was doing Red Invasions last night, I had the Sunlight covenant equipped right and every time i would kill a host i would get a sunlight medal yeah and that's that i've noticed that that's typically true for all of yeah. them that's actually a really cool thing like you yeah. just get the reward for whatever covenant you're attached right to. and I, you know i wonder if that also tracks in uh in co-op like i haven't i haven't actually like paid much attention to it but like if i am in like if i help somebody kill a boss and i'm in like the mound makers do i get a well i guess with the mound makers i would get a vertebra shackle but mm-hmm uh, but I guess if like if I'm a white phantom and I'm in the reds, like do I get a pale tongue when I when I help someone kill a boss? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played around with that. Yeah, yet. I haven't. We gotta, get a, we gotta get an illusory wall on the t- on the case. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we'll speaking of illusory wall, did you what, what do you think about all this poise stuff that's coming out? Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I don't like. Dark Souls 1 isn't the end-all, be-all with poise, and it, no. it seems like there's some form of poise there um, that actually exists and is working. It's not just this thing that they found. And yeah. I guess for the listeners out there that may be unfamiliar, basically some, some people have discovered like a flag and some config files that enables like basically Dark Souls 1 poise and Dark Souls 3, and solves a lot of weird issues. Like There's a bunch of weapons and things that talk about increasing poise, and you know, but it doesn't really seem to work that work out that well in the game, so... 
I don't know. To me, it seems more like a bug than a than an actual conscious change at this point. But you just never fucking know with From man. They do the weirdest stuff. Like you would think that they would have addressed like a, a whole host of issues in Dark Souls two, but then they would choose to like, hey, we're gonna nerf lightning spears again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you, faith users. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I'm gonna be very interested to see how it plays out. And yeah, for sure. I, you know, it, it's gonna be. I haven't looked at any of that stuff, but what happens if, like, if you have poison enabled and you invade and your someone who doesn't? doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that, and Reddit was doing a pretty good job of that article I read of saying stuff like, hey, we're not going to allow you to post how to do this here. Like, we're, you could talk about the fact that it's happening, but we're not going to put, we're not going to give you details. I'm sure that shit's already all over YouTube, but, like, at least they're oh, yeah, trying sure. to keep it under wraps. Right. Yeah, it just seems like a really crazy thing to just, like... I, it, you're right, it's got to be a bug, because, like, why would they just consciously change it to make, like, a whole feature of their game not work at all? Right? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But, again, it's from, and, like, they're weird Jap- Japanese developers. Like, <laughs> you don't, you just don't know. Yeah, I did, it, 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 inscrutable is probably the right word, although potentially super racist. And inscrutable is... Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> Miyazaki's been pretty public that this is like the last Souls game. Like, what what is your ideal next game from From? Is it Souls with a sci-fi skin, or is it something totally different? Or what, what would you like to see them do after? You know, like I I've always next said, I, I I know you said Souls with a sci-fi skin because we've talked about that before, and that's a thing that I've always wanted because like I think it'd be super cool to have like a vibro axe and just fucking gank fools with it. Uh, but. Honestly, like, I think at this point, like, I'd rather see them do something totally different. Like, and it's not due to any, like, Souls, like, fatigue or whatever. Like, I, I'm i obviously still super into Souls, as evidenced by the fact that I'm still playing Dark Souls 3, even though I've beaten it already. Um, I'm literally, I literally have Dark Souls 3 on in the background. <laughs> Ready to play it as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> yep. um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I just want to see what they do with something totally different. Like, I... I and what I want is I want something new, not not like, okay, now we're going to see what Miyazaki can do with Armored Core, or let's see what Miyazaki does with, like, a modern version of, like, Kingsfield or whatever. Um, I just want to see them do something totally new and different, and just, I mean... You just want to see them get weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, and not, like... Just like get do something new and crazy and just strange and just like they did with Demon Souls. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that was it, that was totally different than pretty much every game when it came out. So <laughs> yeah, man, that was such a weird game. Yeah, <laughs> it still is. It's, it's even still compared very to weird. the other Souls games, it's still a really weird game. And it's great, and I need uh, to play it again. But like, my PS3 is in the closet behind me, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, the only reason mine came out is because I had upgraded the PS4 hard drive. Right. And I was like, so now I can put this 500 into this, you know, because I had a 20 in there in my PS3, <laughs> which is I was getting oh, all beautiful. of these free games from, you know, PS Plus that I'm right. obviously will never play, but I will. I mean, you mean you don't want to play, like, some, like, Fat Princess game again? I don't want to play that. Um... I'm probably not going to go back and play like those Hitman games, especially because there's Hitman games on the PS4. I mean, like you could um, put, you could play Haze again though, Jeremy. Ooh, don't get me started. Want <laughs> <laughs> take some sweet hey. drugs? Man, maybe I could uh, get my six axes out and play that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dragon Lair. Oh my god, Lair. Uh, was it just Lair? I think it was just Lair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where you like would wave your arms up and down to try to fly <laughs> the fucking dragon? Oh my god. I remember seeing the E3 demo for that and thinking, this is the future of gaming. And now I just want to go back and like, smack the shit out of that little dude that was thinking that. What are you thinking? It's terrible of you. Yeah. Like the, the, the crazy thing is, is that like, like watching that game be played, like it would probably be pretty fun if you could just play it with joysticks. Yep. But Although <laughs> I do remember your arms around, like you're like like, dragging IRL. Yeah. I do remember when it came out, like, you would hit, like, four or five guys, and they all would have the exact same animation at the exact same time, so it looked real janky. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. What are you going to do? Um, Brian, thank you very much for c- coming in and, and talking to me on, the, on a microphone. I know this is not something you do a whole lot, and I really yeah. appreciate you giving me the time. 
I mean, I mean, not like, like we probably I, wouldn't I already be in a party chat quite a bit. Oh well, that's so. true. That's true. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty normal. Can you uh, tell the internet where they can find you? Uh, yeah, I guess you can find me on Twitter.com where I make dumb jokes and make fun of Jeremy a lot. Uh, that's at, true. At Wade Brian R. That's Brian with a Y. That's um, that's pretty much my whole internet presence. As I've said, like you, if you listen to the Duck Feed shows, you've probably heard my name be mentioned because Gary likes to call me out for random weird stuff. So that's that's very true. It's like he picks a couple of people out. It's like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna fuck with these people this week. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer, at JG Greer on Twitter. You can find this podcast at darkinsight.net and at DGUS Podcast on Twitter. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Hey everyone, this is Jeremy. Um, we're doing something a little interesting this time. Um, it's been a few weeks since me and Brian originally recorded the episode that you just listened to. And since then, Brian has been listening to episodes of the podcast as they come out and got inspired to go back and give Bloodborne a try. So uh, me and Brian over Twitter got to talking and I think, Brian, you, you kind of fell back in love with Bloodborne from what it sounds like. Yeah, uh, hello everyone. I'm. I, I, let's just face the facts. I was wrong and bad. Uh, Bloodborne's <laughs> super good. Uh <laughs> It's it's actually like probably like it, it it's up there with Dark Souls one for me now. It's it's real good. Wow, that's up there with Dark Souls one. So I I don't remember because it's been a few weeks and I and I do too many of these. You had you had finished Bloodborne and then just never gotten back to it, right? Yes, I played it once and then I had a couple like aborted like attempts at playing it again where I just kind of got to like the Forbidden Woods and got bored and stopped playing. So what was it about this run? Did you pick up one of your old saves, or did you start from scratch? Uh, I started from scratch, and I don't know. I mean, like, I think really it was just the motivation of, you know, like, everybody on this show loving Bloodborne. <laughs> and, like, every week I'd just, like, hear people telling me why I, why I was wrong and bad. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I am wrong and bad. So <laughs> well, I, mean, I went back. I thought you were wrong and bad for a long time, so I'm glad to hear you <laughs> finally confirming that. that. <laughs> What I just was, need to hear it from other people. Yeah, exactly. What was your uh, build this this time around? What did you do? Uh, so it was it was just you know the probably the most basic thing that everyone does. It was Ludwig's Holy Blade, which is a really good sword, and I like good swords. So, um, it was you know just like I think by the end I, I ended up with forty forty strength and dex and like fifty vitality and like ignored everything else because why would I pay attention to anything else? I guess I probably put some points into endurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I mean, you, you, you kind of know, like, I know you're doing this for the podcast because that's what you do for a podcast. <laughs> uh, but you, you ran with me through all the, uh, through all the chalice dungeons. We did all of the chalice dungeons from In start like to finish. Two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the most impressive part of doing the chalice dungeons uh, is that we went through the defile dungeon without dying to any of the bosses. Yeah, which was which pretty is, great. <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Like, and I know I'm good at Bloodborne. I don't know. I mean, you're pretty all right at Bloodborne too. But like, I, I, say, I guess I, I guess I'm kind of all right. <laughs> but usually, when you're like helping people out, you at least have like one person do the stupid thing and accidentally die. But like, <laughs> neither one of us died. Like, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, and we killed we we killed Defiled Amagdala on the first try, and that was pretty fun yep. because I I I'd heard nothing but how horif- horrifying that boss was, and we just kind of owned her. So, pretty good. And now you never have to do it again. And now I never have to do it again, and I never will. And this was also your uh, first time running through the DLC, right? It was my first time running through the DLC. Tell me about uh, how much you love the DLC. (laughs) uh, So, the DLC is, like, maybe my favorite Souls content. Uh, And it kind of, like, it really blew me away because, like, it just, like, got better and better and better. And I know most people like kind of I from I hear from most people that the research hall was like was the high point for them and the Maria fight specifically because the Maria fight is great. Uh, but the transition from the cathedral with the with the clock the clock tower into the fishing hamlet just like staggered me, like just all of the 
all the implications of everything that had that like that that was where like I really figured out like what was going on with the DLC that I was going backwards in time right mm-hmm. and like and it, obviously like it's kind of like in your face at that point like if you haven't figured it out by now you need to figure it out because you're walking through a clock <laughs> into yeah. the next area <laughs> the metaphor is pretty strong <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty obvious at that point right yeah so i like i i walk through the clock into their fishing hill and i'm just like what the fuck i i sent you that text like almost right away and that where where I just told you that the fishing hamlet was not okay because, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe like probably top three areas in all of Souls. Like I love that area so much. It's really fucking good, right? Like just the, it is so all of the atmosphere scary. and like ugh, all the fishmen are just like the creepiest oh enemies around. Yeah. Ugh. Did you um? There's a moment in that like kind of the first time you get into an open area in that level where uh there's like a well in the middle of it and there's all these enemies there's like a sorcerer i didn't realize until a while after i played the dlc for the first time that you can literally fall down that well and get trapped with the two giant shark dudes down there (laughs) did you yeah so i i did not fall down there i found out later on i think like you can climb up a ladder yeah uh Uh, if you i don't know if like maybe you can still climb up that ladder but yeah i i didn't i didn't fall down in the well i like i I guess I just never thought to look and see if I could go down it. Um, but yeah, like after after I killed the, fi- the the shark guys, I saw that ladder and I was like, okay, well I guess I'll climb up this ladder and see where it goes. And I was like, oh no no no, go back down the ladder, go back down the ladder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because obviously by that point I had died a couple times, and so all the like the sorcerer fish ladies and everything were back. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty terrifying. God, that area, just everything about that area is so good. Like from the fact that like, like just the, the atmosphere, like we talked about, like it, it's just so spooky and like perfectly paced where the first enemy quote unquote that you see is the, the fish man. That's just like, like shambling along and talking to himself. And then, so like, you go into it super tentative from that, and then you go like you 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 don't run into another enemy for a little while after that, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it just keeps the 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 tension up so well throughout that entire area, and it's just I, I and then you get the key from what's his face Simon, and you go unlock the the cell to that guy, and then he starts invading you, and that's super cool. Yeah, and that weapon that he uses, the blood letter, is um, you saw me using it during our yeah, chalice yeah. runs. But like that, that is one of the coolest weapons in Bloodborne. Like the transformation yeah, that's a very cool weapon. where you stab yourself in the chest and pull out a <laughs> giant blood club. Like what? Yeah. That's, that's that's normal. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, something that happens to everybody. Great, yeah, it's fantastic. Did you solo your way all the way through the uh, DLC? Like you did? You I summon did. Anybody? I I was, I mean, I was level like what? It's because we did it. I, I did it after we did the uh, the chalices, so I was like level one twenty five. So nothing was a yeah. huge challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I died once to Maria, but the rest of the rest of the time, that I beat all the other bosses on my first try. Even the orphan of cause. Uh, even the orphan of cause. Man, that fight is such a boss of the wall fun fight. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great fight. When um like that opening cutscene where he like slithers out of the oh my god ugh. yeah. Yeah, another time that I'm pretty sure I texted you and was like, "What the what? The, like so? Like what the fuck? Like is this supposed to be cause?" <laughs> Turns out it was. Yep, that's totally cause. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way that that fight uh, like elevates too. Like he just gets more and more aggressive and starts screaming at you while like while the music starts getting bigger and bolder. Like it's just a it's just an awesome fight all around. Yeah, it is one of the most intense experiences I've had in any of these games. Like the, I mean the the atmosphere in the DLC in the entire DLC of Bloodborne is like the best that the Souls has ever been. And you mentioned this at the beginning, but like your recent run through it and kind of your new appreciation, you're saying you're, you're putting it right up there with Dark Souls One, which is yeah, was, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right which is, there. With which you. is my favorite Souls game. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's well, right up there. Well, that's great. I'm glad that uh, the people on the show, like, thank you to all the guests who inspired Brian to get back into Bloodborne. And, yeah, good you know, job, everybody. Play the game, appreciate it. And uh, special thanks to me for doing the <laughs> podcast and inspiring Brian to do great, stuff. Great job to you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> 
but thank you for coming back on the show and talking to us. I'm glad we got to do this. Um, For those, just a peek behind the curtain, I am literally going to release this. uh, This is Thursday. I'll probably release this the following Wednesday. So this was down to the wire (laughs) of us doing it. But I appreciate that we got, got a chance to do this. I mean, at least we got it done before Sunday, like we were planning on originally. So yeah, yeah, Sunday, and I didn't realize. Well, that's a whole other story, but I didn't realize soccer is on all day Sunday. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't fuck around and with Brian on Sunday. Can't, yeah, you can't, you can't talk to me when you got to watch soccer. Yeah, there's three. Why, soccer why would you games talk to on? your friends when you can watch men kick balls? <laughs> I'm watching it with my wife and drinking beer. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I guess. I guess I guess I'll give you a pass because Autumn is involved, and everybody knows Autumn that's is the best. So she is she is the best career. Uh, well, thank you again <laughs> for coming back on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. Do you want to? Do you have any credits or anything that you want to plug? I, I mean, like I guess I can say that my Twitter account is Wade Brian R again. If you okay. want to come follow me and look at my dumb tweets. Excellent. Well, thanks again, and we will talk to you later, man. All right, later, man. <laughs>